You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing implant cements and the benefits of using Ceramir Bioceramic Implant Cement. Our guest is Henrik Nido, the CEO of Doxa Dental, the inventors of the Ceramir technology. Henrik joined Doxa in October of 2018 after 11 years at Nobel BioCare, where he was responsible for their implant portfolio. Henrik, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Phil, pleasure to be here, and thank you very much for uh, having me. Yeah, and congratulations on all your success with the company. Ceramir has just uh, really been a buzz in the field of uh, dental cement, especially when it comes to implants. We recently had a podcast with Lou Graham, Dr. Lou Graham, and he talked about how much he really sees the benefits in the product and how important it is for doctors to understand why this product plays such an important role in, in the cement world. So tell us why did Doxa decide to launch an implant cement? Well, that's a good question, Phil. Uh, it all started me coming from the implant world and, and spending about 11 years at Nobel, knowing that our biggest, biggest concern was always excess cement, resin-based uh, excess cement on, on implants, being one of the uh, reasons for, for peri-implantitis as well. So uh, coming into DOCS, it was quite clear to me that uh, the content of uh, the Ceramere crown and bridge cement uh, with the wonderful properties being resin-free, uh, having calcium aluminate, knowing that we will work great on implants as well, really gave us the idea that we should actually launch this for implants because it is the most tissue-friendly cement you can ever use on implants. Yeah, and that issue of peri-implantitis associated with excess cement is really the main thing that dentists have to worry about. And when that's not carefully uh, watched, especially the, the incorrect cement is used, it's a high risk for a failure, is it not? Yeah, it is. It is. And, and there is a lot of things happening in the implant world as well and in implant restorations. Of course, we see that a lot of people are trying to screw retain as much as possible, which is a great solution. But in, in many cases, it's not possible. Uh, and then you need to use the cement. And when you do, you want to use the best cement out there that is shown to have no uh, soft tissue response in contact uh, with the tissue. And looking at what we have, we have a cement which is biocompatible, uh, the most tissue friendly completely resin free because we know that uh, resin and tissue do not like each other easy to remove excess cement and uh, you know post op you also take uh, you also take your x-ray and it's radio pegs so you can also tell if there is anything left that you need to clean out so i think we've got the best of both worlds uh, when you need to cement on implants with yeah. the ceramir so my next question was and you partially answered that already. What are the differences between Ceramir Bioceramic Implant Cement and, and the other implant cements on the market? So, and let's talk about the other cements that actually claim to be implant cements. So that, that's what I'd like to hear and our listeners would like to hear about that, that difference. Yeah, the, the main difference is that the Ceramir is, is a water-based product. So it doesn't contain any resin to start with. So it is shown in, in uh, 
in in the in the clinical studies that we have done, but also getting the user feedback that we do not have any tissue response in contact with with our cement since it doesn't contain any resin. That's uh, one important factor of it. Uh, and then of course we have the control gel phase. So when you apply the cement. Uh, and it goes into the gel phase, it's extremely easy to clean up the excess cement. Uh, that's number two. Uh, number three is that we have a permanent cement and most cements for implants are said to be temporary cements. Uh, however, we do know that even if they are temporary cements, uh, they become permanent because the amount of cement you apply and, and uh, the margins you have on an abutment, uh, cementing a crown on an abutment on implant, gives you so high retention, so it actually becomes a permanent cement. Uh, but those are the main differences, I would say, between the other cements on the market and uh, ceramic, mm-hmm. bioceramic implant cement. Obviously, you listed the benefits, so that, that's the reason they should start using it. But if a doctor is using some other cement now, they're not having any issues, why should they switch? Well, that's a that's a very good question. I would say, normally, what you what what you know is what you have, and you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, but for us, we know that why take the risk? Why take the risk knowing that resin is causing tissue response? We also know that resin-based cements are seen as one of the reasons for uh, periimplantitis. And we also know that it's extremely easy to use our cement, both in application and in cleanup. So I would say if you want to have a worry-free life, knowing that you always use the best for your patients, then you should use Ceramir Bioceramic Implant Cement. Yeah, that's a very good point when you talk about worry-free life. Uh, that's in anything in life. But when it comes to a, a dental implant, there's a lot riding here. You know, the patient is, is probably not uh, looking forward to having their jaw surgically manipulated to place the implant. Um, and then you have a healing period and there's costs involved and there's excitement and anticipation to a beautiful smile. And then all of a sudden, you know, after all this, there's a letdown of, of periimplantitis related to the cement. And if this could avoid that, I mean, that's just a huge thing. Yeah, and, and when we when I worked with the implants, it was all about uh, getting getting the highest level of uh, uh, success, uh, meaning that we knew that it was an expensive treatment for the patient, and the doctor would never be able to charge the patient uh, for failure, uh, and had to redo the work uh, almost for free, so they actually lost income redoing the work and the patient would never recommend them to uh, any of, of their friends or family afterwards. Uh, and they would not speak well about the treatment as such. Uh, so looking at it from that perspective, it's, it's, it's a lot on stake uh, at stake. And uh, it's important to find something to use where you can actually minimize the risk for redos because redos, you not only lose money because you have to do the job again, but you also risk not only one patient, but more patients that will tell friends and family about their uh, treatment. And this product is available through dental distribution, I assume? It is, it is. So we launched it at uh, IDS uh, in in Chicago, 
and uh, it's now available in in the U.S. and soon also in in Canada. Right, and you also Doxa also sells a regular Crown and Bridge cement as well, which is also we do very biocompatible. Do you want to quickly tell us something about that, and then we'll uh, wrap up the podcast with a final question? Yes, I could do that. It's actually very similar. Uh, it's all based upon the same technology. Uh, the Ceramere Crown and Bridge has been out for for quite some time. Uh, the biggest difference between uh, the effects on our calcium aluminate, which is the base technology of Ceramere, on natural teeth is that it doesn't degrade at all uh, when you do cementation. It also remineralizes the tooth, uh, which means that it uh, minimizes the risk for secondary uh, decay, uh, which also, again, it's a little bit of a safety feature for uh, the clinician or the doctor when using Ceramere uh, crown and bridge on natural teeth uh, because it remineralizes. It has a very, very good margin. It doesn't degrade. It actually repairs itself. So um, both products are based on the same technology, but it, they act a little bit different and have some differences in the benefits uh, when you're comparing it on natural teeth compared to on implants. Yeah. Um, and it's really amazing what your company has done in the last uh, 10 years or however long, maybe a little bit less since you've brought it to the United States, the uh, crown of bridge cement. And now, of course, you have the bioceramic implant cement because you're going against very big hitters, you know, the three M's of the world, dense ply. And um, I'm not saying Docs is not a large, big company. I don't know for sure. But uh, I know I know these 800-pound gorillas are out there selling cement all day, but you're getting uh, great market share, and the KOLs talk about it consistently in their lectures. Um, so it's 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 really, and the research is supporting it. So it's very exciting to see your company succeed with this product that is well needed in the profession. Yeah, you're right, and I think a lot of times it's good with the bad of being being small. Uh, compared to the big gorillas as you as you call them however we do have a technology which is which was ahead of time when we launched it actually and we see that uh, more and more companies is trying to go into the tissue friendly bioactive or biocompatible route which uh, doxa was actually pioneers with the ceramic technology and uh, what i see coming on board is that uh, we have an advantage because we've been using and working with the technology for quite some time. So we know how to adapt this in, in different uh, applications uh, within dental. And when we look at it from, from, uh, from a normal perspective, tooth perspective and, and cement on crown and bridge on natural teeth, it's actually the time saving aspect of it. Uh, and the, uh, reduction of reduce that we see is the biggest thing, meaning it's easy to apply the cement. You don't need to do any pretreatments. Uh, you don't have to use any other materials or treatment steps. It's easy to seat the crowns. It's easy to remove the excess cement. Uh, and we also know that the cement is outstanding when it comes to uh, no degradation, basic pH, uh, remineralizing uh, features uh, that nobody else has. So for me, it's it's great to come on board to this company that has a great technology, which has not yet been fully uh, taken advantage of. 
For sure. Um, looking into the future, Henrik, what do you see uh, for Doxa and also as far as the Ceramir product line? Well, as I mentioned a little bit, I can't tell too much, but uh, the wonderful features of, of the Ceramir technology and the calcium illuminate, uh, I've, I've gone through a few times already. Ceramir technology that we possess could actually enhance different applications within dental. Uh, such as uh, tooth filling, pulp capping, I would even say pit and fissure sealant, you know, whitening uh, products. Synthesis also include the uh, dental uh, channels uh, or dentin channels, so it actually reduce sensitivity, uh, which is also one big advantage of the Ceramir product. Uh, cementing on on natural teeth uh, is you don't have to numb your patients, uh, and they don't feel any post of sensitivity at all. So there is a lot of different applications that we could go into. The question is always to pick the right ones. Um, well, uh, we've just heard from the CEO of DOXA, Henrik Nido, and um, obviously your experience in implants goes way back to when you with Nobel BioCare, you're taking that expertise certainly to a great company, Doxa, and we're very excited about the new cement, Ceramir Bioceramic Implant Cement. You're a dentist or a staff person who's out there listening to this podcast. Um, also tap into Dr. Lou Graham's podcast about implant cement. He talks about some really cool techniques, and he's also a big fan of Ceramir. So thank you, Henrik, and we hope to have you on another podcast soon. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Phil. Pleasure being here, and... Uh... Wishing you a great day.